All right. Good morning. Look at this. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Very early morning for some people. And we have people logging in. I see ladies coming in. It's so good to see you again. We have some first timers here and we have some repeat guests. Super excited always to have our repeat guests. So uh, as you come in, uh, just double check your screen name. Make sure you're comfortable with that. We are recording. Uh, you will not be recorded, nor your names, nor the chat. So when we share that later, just know that will be preserved. So um, by all means, open up those chats and we would love to hear where you're coming in from. I would love to know who's here, first name, and where you're coming in from. It's always just a pleasure to see what places people are here. And, uh, and that just excites me. We have some beautiful ladies joining me. Oh, look, we got some Jacksonville panelists. Love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, Dallas, Texas, Sarasota, Florida. Are you seeing this, ladies? This is great. Italy. I just saw Italy, Michigan, California. Good morning. Good morning. Fort Worth, Texas and Ponte Vedra and Fayetteville, Washington. Oh, my goodness. Tiffany, can you believe this? This is beautiful. Susan, I, I, this is amazing. amazing. I know. I saw Orlando and Connecticut. What are you ladies seeing on your ends? Tampa. Montana, wow. St. Cloud, St. Cloud, Florida. This is amazing. Central Florida. We have some Ohio, Florida, all over the U.S. <laughs> and the world. You might know them, Tiffany, from Florida. Ohio. Ohio is small, but I don't think it's that small. <laughs> you never, never know. Cincinnati, so I probably wouldn't know. Oh my goodness. Carlsbad. Canada. Oh, Canada. Welcome. Welcome. It's so nice to have you, Tabitha. Wow. And Ontario, another Canadian. Uh, this is just incredible. I love it. Oregon, Texas. It's beautiful. Welcome and good morning, ladies. I, it's sad. And, oh, I saw Wisconsin in there. Got to say hello to fellow Iowa. Wisconsin's Iowa. Washington. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So as you ladies are signing in, I just wanted to welcome you, first of all. Uh, this is part two of a series that we're doing. The first one we did was Triggers, and we got such a response from it, and we, didn't, we barely scratched the surface with it, that we decided we needed a part two. And who knows, we might even need a part three, ladies, right? I mean, there's just so much ground to cover when we talk about Triggers. So um, just again, I want to remind you that we are recording. You cannot be seen, um, but um, your names can be seen in the chat. So if that is, um, I just want to make sure that's okay with everyone. We only address people by first names here. So we want to keep it safe. And the chat will not be recorded. I just want to stress that. So when people go back to watch it, and people that can't be here when they watch it later, uh, your chats are not recorded. So that is a safe place for you to ask questions. Uh, to make comments, to encourage one another, and uh, just to participate. Uh, you're here, so just jump on in. I encourage you to participate. Christina. Yes. We have a really good question. Somebody asked if they're able to get the recording for part one. Love it. Yes. Go to our Facebook page and you will be able to see it there. We also have some other, uh, if you don't have Facebook, if that's a trigger, we have some other ways um, that you can either listen to it or watch it. So by all means, I'll have that um, be put up in the chat, some of the different ways that you can um, gather or, and watch the last sanctuary on triggers. And there's other ones to watch too, ladies. If this is your first time joining in, uh, we have uh, a webinar that we did on intimacy anorexia that's being in a sexless, romanticless, 
relationship, that's a fantastic one to look back on. Uh, we've had other ones, um, other sanctuary events and other live events, go check them out. There's a, just a plethora of resources there on our website and on Facebook that we'd love for you uh, to be able to use and to access. I remember way, I mean, I just, oh, so clearly, ladies, I'm sure you can vouch, just frantically looking for something, right, Susan, right, Tiffany? I mean, just scouring the internet all night long, just looking for something to help. Do you remember that? I did. And, I, you know, I found a couple of blogs that were literally a lifeline for me. And mm. I was so grateful for those women that were a little bit ahead of where I was, but they were willing to share some things and interact if I, you know, post a comment. And, you know, I, I'm so grateful now that the resources are becoming more, um, more specific, more thoughtful, more bold, more consistent, you know, like this particular um, resource is amazing, Christina. We, I'm so grateful that you and Soul Refiners is providing the sanctuary. So thank Aww. you. Absolutely. And ladies, this is a safe place and we want to be able to pray for you. So if you have a prayer request, by all means, during the, if you feel compelled to share during this next hour, put it in there. I mean, this is just a beautiful opportunity for sisters to come pray for you. Uh, I read something just beautiful um, this morning, and this is the first time I, I learned this. It's the story of Job. And I think we can all relate to Job. And you might be in a season where you just feel like you're losing everything. Uh, you're, you're, you're walking on jello, as Tiffany likes to say. There's no firm foundation. And that can be very unsettling. And you might be losing your cool with the kids. You might not be sure of your future. I mean, think of Job. He went through that. The one thing I didn't pick up on that story, though, is at the end, we all remember that God does bless him, right? I mean, he gives him back twice as much as what he had before. But in scripture, if we go to Job, if you look, I believe it's 42.10, what did he do first? He prayed for his friends. And I think we can miss that. I think there's something very powerful in seeing that Job prayed for his friends and then God blessed him. And his friends weren't exactly offering him the most beautiful, you know, encouraging, comforting words. I mean, some, they were kind of blaming him a little bit, a lot. And I mean, they weren't the best friends. If anything, they were more like enemies, I would think. But he still chose to pray for him. And when they did, when, when Job did, he blessed him. So ladies, I know you're in the fire right now, but this is an opportunity to pray for other women. And I, and I believe when you do, when you get your eyes off your own stuff and you pray for other women, I think it's a fantastic opportunity for you to receive blessings. So, yeah, so I do wanna just, just revisit a little bit of what we talked about last week, um, just so we can kind of catch everyone up for those that couldn't be there. We just wanna let you know uh, what we talked about. And we talked about triggers and what are triggers? Uh, triggers are intense and if you and if you've experienced infidelity and betrayal then you've experienced triggers I, I it just comes hand in hand and it's unfortunate but it's real and triggers are a reminder of our past pain and the past trauma that we went through and sometimes those triggers will remind us in such a way that we are reliving that trauma our body remembers it and we actually relive it so triggers can be very intense 
very painful. And from experience, they can sabotage your whole day or your whole evening. They're horrible. They're little boogers. I mean, they're sneaky little boogers and I hate them. And so I think, I mean, they're uninvited, right, ladies? We didn't ask for this. And that just makes it worse because it's, okay, our husbands, our loved ones hurt us and now we have to suffer. And, and then we get caught in this victim, I, I, you know, and so every time we're triggered, we're almost, it brings up hate or discontent or uh, anger towards our loved one um, because we're suffering for what they did. And, and, and it's horrible and it's automatic. We can't help it. Uh, it's just the body and brain's way of trying to protect us because we think, oh no, we're in danger. So what we have to do is we have to train our bodies to realize and our brains yes. that we're not in danger anymore, right? And, and, and triggers, Susan, you and I talked about this last week and Tiffany, you were able to watch it. It can be anything, right, ladies? I mean, it can be a person, it can be a name, it can be a place, an anniversary, it could be a smell. Uh, I, I mean, it's crazy. You won't even know. It can be a song. It can a be song. a moment. It can be a, a, a person, but not even a person, like a person necessarily involved in the situation. It, 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 they're crazy. Triggers are crazy and they're unexpected and well up. And before you know it, that your entire brain is moving in the limbic system in your yes. emotions and you have no prefrontal cortex working at all. So yeah, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And yes, I do, but they they do get better. I promise you that, especially if you engage some really intentional and mindful techniques and work with God for the healing. So we don't want to like leave you at this moment thinking, no. oh my gosh, I have to live with this the rest of my life. Cause you don't. And that's why we're here today. Right? Exactly. Exactly. But they're powerful and we do need to be mindful of them because they affect your physical body as well. Uh, it affects your your physical, <laughs> emotional, psychological, spiritual. It affects you all around. So that's why it's so important to talk about. In fact, I mean, we're in a safe place here. Ladies, use the chat. Share some of the triggers that you have, uh, whether it's a, somebody's name. You don't have to write their name. We don't want to trigger you. Um, but if it's uh, a location, a smell, a sound, um, what, what are some things that, that trigger you? And this will help as we um, all pour into this, ladies, uh, because what you're doing uh, is you're taking away the power and you're realizing you're not alone. And there's something extremely healing and knowing you're not going crazy because it feels like you're going crazy. When you experience triggers, you lose all control and it feels like you're going crazy. And eventually this takes on physical, very serious physical health. Um, it, it affects your body. In fact, I'm gonna have um, someone post on the chat a list that I made of all the effects that trauma and triggers over extended period of time can have on the body. And ladies, you probably know this, you've experienced it, but you might not realize that this is what it's from. I mean, I can't tell you how many women I've worked with, uh, Tiffany and Susan, who all of a sudden are talking about autoimmune disorders that they have, or unexpected heart problems, or skin conditions, or GI problems. And like, what in the world? I'm, I'm battling I'm, for my marriage, and now I got my health too, and they don't put the two and two together. And this is, this is how it manifests. It manifests in, its in, in your body. So I'm going to put that list on there. Take that list. Check off the things that you're struggling with. 
And, and honestly, bring it to your husband. If he's willing to do recovery with you, it helps him to see what you're going through because he has no idea. He has absolutely no idea. And we're gonna talk a lot more about that today and how we can invite our partners to help us with the recovery. So Susan, I wanna welcome you back. I've done a lot of talking here. How are you? I am really doing well. My house is crazy right now. I have somebody working on our bathroom. We have a, a new bathroom being put in and somebody coming here to fix some windows. So I'm so sorry if you hear doorbells or anything like that. That's what's going on. It's but you know, Christina, um, <clears throat> I'm doing really well now, but a couple of weeks ago, I had a really tough time. Do you want me to talk about that? I would love for you to talk about this. I mean, if we can't talk about it here, where can we talk about it, right? That's right. Well, it was after our last sanctuary and things were, you know, I told you guys where I was, things were going really well and really connected with my spouse and stuff. And um, I, all of a sudden I began to experience these really horrific anxiety attacks and I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't sleep well. And I, you know, what is going on? I'm not sure what's going on and I'm trying to figure it out. And um, I can't, I, I don't know. It was just so many crazy. I couldn't, I you know, I, I would literally be working and I'd stop and be like, what is on my mind? I started praying. I couldn't figure it out. I took an inventory of all the obvious things and I didn't see any obvious reasons for anxiety and stuff. And then I was working with another woman who mentioned an anniversary. And all of a sudden <clears throat> I thought about looking at my calendar. Oh, you guys, those first few years, every moment, every day, every, you know, everything I counted, everything I counted the hours between the days. And, you know, I knew every anniversary and stuff, but, but I'm way past that now. So like what I was sharing with Christina is, um, you know, there's mind, body, and spirit that all of those things have to be addressed. They are all wounded through this betrayal process. All of those parts of our whole being are wounded. And so I realized that this physical part of my being, it was about to be my eight year anniversary Ooh. and my body knew my body was holding that trauma, the cells, the whatever. It was just crazy. Like I did not know it on a conscious level, but my body was marking that anniversary and anticipating and worrying and being concerned. Mm -hmm. And once I realized it, it wasn't like it magically disappeared. I had to engage many of the things that I think you're going to learn from both Tiffany and Christina today. And, and that one of the things that Christina did want me to share, because my husband and I are at a place where we are in this together, and it wasn't always that way, you guys, but at this point, we're in it together. So as soon as he got home, I was able to sit down and just pour out, pour out my anxiety, what I've been going through for several days. I hadn't shared it with him because I, I couldn't figure it out. You know, I couldn't figure out what was going on, but, um, you know, I did share with him. He, because he's where he is, y'all, he received it. He held it. He held that sacred space and that place and that, that pain for me. And together we grieved it. And then we were able to like lay it aside and move on. And, you know, I, I, so I want you to know that even eight years out, I, this is not a daily thing for me anymore. It was, it was a literally a daily thing. Then it was a weekly thing and whatever, but it is not a daily thing for me. I I'm not focused necessarily on that anniversary date but my body knew it. And so, you know, what Christina said, these physical manifestations are very, very real. And I got very good help for that in the crisis period. But here we are eight years out and it still exists. And, you know, I think 
we shouldn't beat ourselves up over this because when I look at Jesus, you know, Jesus showed us that, that our, that this, the grief that we carry and stuff is mind, body, and spirit. Think about when he went to the cross before he went to the cross in the garden of Gethsemane. And I just love that he it's in Matthew 26 um, verses 36 to 46 is where he, he calls his friends and he says, come pray with me. Like he knew he was in such a bad place. He needed that support, his humanity needed that support. His deity didn't, but his humanity did, you know? And so he, he said, please pray with me, stay awake. And of course we know his friends didn't stay awake, which, you know, I think just speaks again to the humanity of us. Right. But, um, you know, he prayed so hard. He prayed so hard that his, he physically bled, you know, he prayed, he, he was not excited or happy. He was grieving that he had to take on our sin, but he was also grieving in the humanity, the pain he was going to have to go through, the, the physical pain and the emotional, he was being abandoned and betrayed and lied about and mocked and all of those things. And, you know, but eventually he said, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. And in his obedience, but he was honest about it. He was honest to God about his fear and his his hurt and his woundedness and stuff. And that's who we need to be. He showed us, you guys, what we need to do to get to a path of real healing and working through triggers and not just working through them so we get through them, but so that we can live in glory and freedom and excitement and future and hope. So anyway, that's my story. Oh, it's beautiful. I just love that, Susan. And I love that you are in a place with your husband where it was safe. Um, and the picture of you inviting him to come beside you to work through the trigger, that's health. It's, it's, it's so important for us as ladies, for those of you that are choosing to fight for the marriage, when we're triggered, our natural reaction is to place them across the room from them and just throw daggers at them because they were the source of that pain. And, and instead, inviting them to come sit beside us and welcoming them into our place of pain that's vulnerable and that's hard and that takes time because it takes trust and let's just face it they've just you know the trust is gone and it takes it takes time for them to present themselves as being safe and that safety comes before trust and once you start feeling safe and your husband's doing the work and he's trying, he might be missing the mark here and there, and I guarantee he's botching it and, and it, it's not perfect, but you see he's making the effort. Then take that next step and invite him to come sit beside you so you, you can do like what Susan did and work through the trigger with him. That was beautiful, Susan. I just love that. And the example of Jesus, it, it just, it's absolutely perfect. And I think before we move any forward, I would just like to open up in prayer because I know a lot of women are sharing triggers right now. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of nervousness, a lot of fear, apprehension, a lot of feelings out there. So Susan, can I just invite you to just pray over all the women that are here right now? Love to. Sorry if there's a little noise in the background, but oh Lord Jesus, we just I just ask you to be present. I ask you to pour out just a sweet, um, consistent knowledge that you are present and that you are at work. Even if, even if the men right now aren't, 
aren't responding, aren't, aren't looking like they're going to engage. Maybe they're fumbling and bumbling, Lord Jesus, but you have a plan and a purpose and you hold tenderly each of these women's hearts in your hands, Lord, but you also hold the men's. And Father, I just pray that you will bind them together and that you will just get rid of all the junk and the dirt and the filth and the lies and all of those things, Father, just step by step by step. And Lord, I ask you to give each of these women one more day to trust the process, one more moment to just believe that you are in this moment, even if they can't see the process working yet. And Father, I just praise you. I praise you for... Um, you know, I hate even to use such a word as simple as restoration because you completely rebuilt. You created beauty where there really was ashes. And I just, I never, ever thought it was possible, God. And I just praise you. And I, I beg you to, to step that for each of these women here today, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Susan. That was beautiful. And we have another lovely face joining us, someone new, a dear, dear sister of mine, Tiffany. Good morning, Tiffany. Morning. Hey, how are you today? Um, well, it's a good day to talk triggers. I can see the chat going up and everybody's saying dates and anniversaries and names and so on and so forth. Um, today is actually my anniversary. Um, and if I think about it too long, I will start crying. So we will move on and that's okay. I will definitely have time today to process it. Um, but I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. Satan tried to attack last night with another trigger. My youngest got very sick. And so I didn't think I would be able to be on today, but talk about calling in and calling friends to help and pray. And I have people here taking care of him. So I could be on here because I believe that this safe place, the sanctuary is where the healing is going to happen. And the enemy is going to try to take it every step of the way. And we're not going to let him do that on my anniversary or with a sick child or with anything else. So I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> oh, Tiffany, you ladies, I have to tell you, this is one of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life. It's one thing to be on the other side of the storm where Susan and I are. It's the cheap seats, so to speak. <laughs> Tiffany's right in the middle of it right now, y'all. And, and then to be faced with these triggers and still be willing to come talk and to share and to teach you things that she's learning in her journey, that's courageous. I mean, that is just the definition of courageous. I, I commend you for being here, Tiffany, and thank you for pressing on and for making it to join us because you've learned some incredible things. And you and I have had some great conversations in the evenings talking about uh, the difference between what post-traumatic stress disorder, which we all experience. We experience symptoms like PTSD after we've been betrayed and we've experienced infidelity. Our body processes it just like PTSD versus people that go through post-traumatic success or growth. Uh, that's actually a, a growing term right now. And the difference between that, and, and we, we talk a lot about that. So Tiffany, what are, what are your thoughts on that? The difference between getting stuck in PTSD versus choosing to allow to yourself to grow? Yes, um, I was prior military, so I certainly understand PTSD from many different backgrounds. Um, I was in charge of missiles and could have been called upon to deliver those missiles and they would have done mass destruction. Praise the Lord, I was not called upon to do it, but I would have. So I've done a lot of studying with PTSD. Um, 
But from this aspect, I would say that the growth is a, it's a personal choice, whether your husband chooses to stay or not, whether he does it perfectly or not, you get to choose if you're going to be the victim or if you're going to be the victor. And, uh, from day one, I'm, I mean, I won't go into all of it, but there was some childhood stuff and then there was some teenage stuff and then some college stuff, but, um, I will never allow anyone to make me a victim, um, as a child of God, they can't take that away from me. So I will always choose no matter what I learn or how difficult it is, all of these triggers, um, that Jesus had many more and he took many more on the cross. So I'm going to choose the the growth and the victory, um, instead of the post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. I, I love that. That is absolutely beautiful. I picture uh, a pendulum and this was a picture that was given to me and we're, just hanging there, minding our own business, doing life, raising kids, going to work and, and just the busyness and chaos. And, but we're just, we're hanging, we're hanging in there. And all of a sudden out of the blue, a lot for a lot of women, it is out of the blue, the disclosure, the discovery it's, I mean, they have no idea it's coming and then bam, the pendulum gets, I mean, just hit way up to the left and, and I guess my left. Yeah. Okay. Let me get my L's, <laughs> but it gets swung way up to the left and it's scary. It's scary because all of a sudden you're up there and you don't know what you're doing and you're kind of free falling up there and, and you can get stuck there. You need to stay there for a little bit. You need to process, you need to grieve by all means, but eventually you're going to swing back down and you have a choice. Are you going to go back to where you were, where you were just going through the motions of life? Are you going to swing through and go all the way up to the far right where you get to do something with your pain, where you get to pay it forward, where you get to help somebody else? That's the difference that I see between people that get stuck in PTSD following betrayal versus post-traumatic success. They choose to use their pain and allow someone else to profit from it, God to profit for it. They let him have the glory by paying it forward and sharing their story or reaching out and helping someone that has similar wounds. Yeah. I completely agree. And I would even say they don't even have to be similar wounds. Just seeing, just seeing people being able to do it because I think our culture wants us to stay stuck. They want us to be the victim. They want us to always need the help versus, you know what, I'm going to take this and this that I learned from all of these amazing women and we're going to move forward with this. So, um, I don't think the situations have to be the same. No two are the same. And I think that's important that we all can learn from one another, whether it's the same or not. Absolutely. Couldn't set it my, better myself. So as we're moving forward, Tiffany and Susan, we're going to be talking through some uh, ideas and tools and things that have helped each one of us. We respect that everybody is in a different place. And I'm glad you brought that up, Tiffany, because some of you might be fighting for your marriage still by yourself. And your husband has one foot in the door, out the door, completely out the door. Um, I've been there. I know how difficult and painful that is. Some of you may have been the one that had to walk away. I get that too. I mean, that is, that is a very, very painful place to be. Some of you might have come out and decided you're on the other side, you've decided to fight but you're still stuck. You're still being triggered. You're still not wanting to have sex and to trust your husband with the deepest places of your soul and your heart. And we get that too. There's a place for everyone here. And so moving forward, we're going to be giving you tools if you're married 
and tools for if you're not and you're doing this journey alone. So just wanted to let everybody know everybody has a place here, but we will be covering all aspects of that. Sound good, ladies? Sounds amazing. The only thing I will add is that none of you are doing it alone. That's what no. Sanctuary is for. So please, please, if you feel alone, if you can't talk to your husband yet, like reach out to us. Let us be part of your healing group because nobody should do this alone. And it feels very much alone. And that's where the enemy wants to keep you. So that's what this is for. Yeah. And a sneak peek. It's like, that's going to be a teaser here, Tiffany, because at the end, we're going to tell you something new that we're going to be trying for you ladies, that this is something that God placed on Tiffany's heart and my heart last night and this morning. You just happened to download the same message, so we couldn't ignore that. Uh, so we have something special we're going to be offering you ladies, another safe place for you to go. So make sure you stay to the end to learn about that so you can get your invitation to that. But moving forward, Tiffany, um, processing triggers. I think one of the, we have to start at the top. I think the most valuable thing you were talking to me about was keeping the eyes on the cross. Can, can we sit there for a little bit and can you talk more about that with me? Absolutely. Um, I have a couple of different scenarios where I was able to do that. It gets very difficult with the triggers and it's very easy to go back on the storm. Your whole world is spinning. You feel like you're in a tornado and each new information, whether it's trickle truth or just actually realizing what's happening, it just says tornado and you're either picking up a house or you're picking up the pieces that were in the house. And it's so confusing. But if we can keep our eyes on the cross, when I first started counseling, there was an actual cross at the church. And so I would go there before I would go into my counseling session and lay it down at the foot of the cross that day. Um, but if you don't have a big cross to go to or you just want to do it in your mind, you can absolutely do that. Um, or like my son, he made me a cross for my birthday a couple years ago, and this travels the world with me. And I literally, when there are things that I just can't handle, I will write it on a piece of paper and put it at the foot of the cross. So this stays by my bed. Um, and it just reminds me that no matter how difficult, whatever it is that I'm going through, it's nothing compared to what Jesus already paid for it. So if I can keep my eyes on him, and the pain really just kind of takes care of itself. He takes it for me. Absolutely. Can I clarify that's this is this is like something that you do that you proactively engage in to kind of combat sort of the slipping into either anger, complacency or avoidance or whatever it is. You actually will grasp that thing that you know is bigger, or older or, or overwhelming or whatever it happens to be. And you will physically lay it before. A, that's amazing. I and love it, that. It absolutely helped me in the beginning. And we started talking about praying over people, you know, come together and pray. And this part, you know, it might sound crazy to people, but I've literally not had anger towards any of the affair partners. Um, I knew most of them. Um, and I believe it's simply because I wrote their names on paper and I put it at the foot of that cross. The moment that I learned after disclosure, I put their names and I just started praying over them. And it has helped me not to let the bitterness set in, not to let the, the anger, the, the resentment for them. I still struggle in many ways. Don't get me wrong. Um, the other thing is, you know, like <laughs> I know we talked about for the cross, but like we talk about triggers coming from anywhere. Last night I got the mail. And there's literally a handwritten letter to my husband and it's one of his affair partner's names. Now it's not her, but it's handwritten that she wants to buy our home. So in those situations, I just did those things 
and I shred them and then I will place them at the foot of the cross and no more like that name I'm not going to have power over me anymore so it, it's very that's beautiful so I you do you do specific women's names but I saw in the chat box you know a couple people talking about resentment or um you know overwhelm or problems allowing their um, spouse to touch them physically and things, which I totally understand all of these, but are those things that you could also perhaps write and put before the cross? And absolutely. Wow. That's cool. There's another one we'll talk about later that I think helps more with some of those things that you still need to process and talk through with your husband Mm -hmm. um, to some extent, but letting them come alongside and then they can help you put it at the foot of the cross or the two of you can resolve it. And then it's there, um, with names in particular, trust me, I hear all of you. And I'll give one more example of the cross. Um, when we recently went through the most difficult time of our lives and I had the children in another state, um, we were leaving where we had sought shelter, safety. And there was this tiny little cross on the hill. And I was like, okay, God. And I didn't see it. My son did. I said, okay, I'm going to focus on that cross. It was tiny. I I never would have seen it because at the intersection where I had to turn, there was no missing it on one side are the initials of one affair partner, the main affair partner. And on the other side is a hair place and happened to be the same name of this one. It was her salon. And I was like, okay, how do I, But that was the first time after having driven back and forth and struggling with those two triggers that I took that turn. And I just said, the shadow of the cross is over those two names. And I'm no longer letting those have any effect on me. So it's, it's extremely powerful because I can't do it by my own strength. So I, I can't. So the cross has to take that for me. That's beautiful. Tiffany, that's absolutely beautiful. I love that. And I've also heard people that have written things down, like letters to affair partners, and they have a ceremonial burning um, and, and or take it out to sea or whatever that going to the beach. There's just so many ways that you can get to that place at the foot of the cross where you say, I'm not going to allow this to have power over me anymore. And, and it's... Mm-hmm. I was going to say, absolutely. And for me, the the mantra that I had to do in the beginning, because so many people kept saying to me, well, you should be angry. You should, you should want to, you know, you should want to kill him and kill them. And like, it was, I said, no, I'm not going to let their indiscretions change my heart. I refuse to become cold hearted because of two people who made decisions that affect me and hurt me, but they're not going to change my heart. If anything, I think I have found more love for people who I can see are struggling on both sides of the infidelity. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely beautiful. And some, a point that I would like to make is it's not one and done. Uh, You might have to write that name many days, (laughs) days, months, maybe even years, those dates, those triggers, you might have to revisit them. It's a daily surrender at the foot of the cross. Yes. Yeah. As Pastor Joby Martin says, like you, you leave it there and then you put that, you cast out for it and you hook it and you bring it back and you look at it again and you make sure that you got all of it and then you put it back and right, yes, right. absolutely that it's absolutely. And each time you hear their name again, I believe it starts to lose power. And one other example was one of the affair partners shares a very prominent name that is in most households. So when I visit friends, if I'm able, if I'm comfortable enough to say, Hey, 
just, I don't expect anyone to cross the name out. I don't expect people to tear labels off. It's literally on everything. So I just say, I just need you to know, just so if you see me turning a bottle and as soon as I say that it loses its power. And then I'm like, each time I see it, I'm able to pray over her again. So just getting it out loses its power to, to damage you anymore. I love that. I think that brings us to a great segue into the next uh, item I want to talk about. It's reframing and reframing. There's a lot of different ways that we can reframe and reframing is simply um, seeing thing and seeing, seeing something in a new way. It's not dismissing the pain. It's not dismissing that the trauma happened to you. You're not denying it. You're accepting that it is, but you're, you're going to look at it in a different, in a different view or in a different light. Um, when we say, hey, Christina, yeah, I do think it's important with, with uh, reframing. I've also had, as you know, many overwhelmingly um, awesome healing through that process. But it is important, as you just said, you're not denying the pain. And so you have to allow yourself to authentically feel and grieve that pain yes. before you can move into a reframing process. Absolutely. Thank you, Susan. That is very, very important. You do need to allow your yourself time to grieve. But the problem is when we are busy women and we have kids in front of us and we still need to go to work and we still need to do life, uh, we can't grieve every moment. And sometimes we have to put grieving on hold and say, okay, I, I need to wait till Saturday afternoon when I have a couple hours before I can really just let it all out and grieve. So what am I going to do to get my mind around this? Uh, it's reframing it, and, and it's a way that you look at the situation. Uh, one example of reframing is instead of calling it your, you know, the infidelity, the storm, you're in the middle of, of a crisis. Those are all very heavy, heavy, heavy words. But what if you just change that word and you just say, I'm in the middle of a challenge. And I know that sounds corny, but a challenge implies that there's hope and there's something that you can do. And there's always something you can do. And there's always hope. So that word challenge and even using it with your kids. Yeah, this is we're in a challenging situation right now, but it's like it musters them up and it's like, OK, we can fight this. We can do something because it's a challenge. Uh, that's a way to reframe. Uh, another way is I know, uh, Susan, you mentioned anniversary dates can be very, very difficult. And Tiffany, today, um, yeah, I commend you again for being here on your anniversary date. But anniversary dates of disclosures, D-days or discoveries, and you hold on to those, uh, that can be very painful. What does it look like to say, instead of grieving it or getting scared about it, embracing it and saying, no, this is my day of truth. I got truth and I was able to make a decision or, or accept, accept it and I've made it so far and now I get to face my new reality. It's my day of truth as opposed to mourning it like, oh, tomorrow's the anniversary of disclosure and dreading it. Embrace it. Embrace it. You made it a year. Celebrate it. Yeah. What, do you, what are your thoughts on that, ladies? Well, I, I will say that that first year was really, really, really hard. Each anniversary was, um, and I chose to do just some different things. You know, there were, um, cause anniversary of finding out the anniversary of something I thought was that I found out wasn't, you know, those, all those anniversaries. And then of course my actual anniversary. And I did take off my wedding rings, um, and, and not in a big, huge, loud, this was private. And I just said to my husband that I couldn't trust him um, and so I needed to just 
take off my rings. I didn't throw them away or burn them or anything like that. But um, I didn't put them on for really about two years. And that was just kind of a thing that I did. And during that process, I was reframing the past of our marriage, you know, um, because as we peeled back layers, my husband was unfaithful off and on for 27 years when I found out, not the whole time, but a good portion of it, you know, off and on. And, um, and I, I truly didn't know. And which is part of what was my, pro, you know, my, my difficulty in processing, like, am I so stupid? Am I so, you know what I mean? All that stuff. So anyway, um, as I really began to reframe and grow in compassion, both for his circumstance and his reality and the weight under which he had been living and, you know, and I don't know, it's kind of complex. And, um, but by the time I put my rings back on, you know, I saw my marriage in a whole new, completely light, completely reframed. And it didn't take away the past pain at all. The past pain was real and had been, but I I saw opportunity and newness. And so, you know, now I embrace our anniversaries. I really do. You know, that anniversary I just had of the finding out is a difficult one, but I embrace our wedding anniversary and our dating anniversary and stuff. But I really understand if that's a tough place and a tough time and a tough um, area for anyone because it, it's brutal, you it know, is. no doubt about it. And somebody specifically asked in the uh, chat box about anger and, you know, were they wrong or less than to feel or experience anger? Say, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it's okay. That is part of the process. That is part that's, you know, think about Jesus again in the, you know, when he turned over the tables I mean, he was angry or when he looked at Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. I mean, he was angry. There were times that he experienced, he felt anger and he expressed anger. And I think it's important that for us, that we try not to sin in that anger, but, you know, but anger is not in and of itself a wrong or a sinful thing. It's just how we respond to it. But I don't want anyone to stay stuck there. You know, you don't want to stay stuck there because ultimately then they've already hurt us and they're continuing to hurt us. Yeah. Like, as, as you're saying, Tiffany, it's like breaking that chain of, um, of their sin, being able to dictate the future for us and even the moment, that moment or the future. So, and that really a huge part of that process is the reframing that you're talking about, Christina. Yeah. You know, it's being able to, yeah, sorry. I said, enough. Oh, it's, no, you did. It's beautiful. It's absolutely, no, you didn't say enough. I love hearing you. I think there's a lot <laughs> in there and I love that question. And I'm glad someone did ask because I think Christian women are more prone to experience uh, getting stuck uh, in, in the triggers and in the trauma because we move through it too quickly. We think that's what good Christian women do. We quickly forgive, we quickly move on, we quickly get over it and, and, and do all these courageous things with our pain. And we don't take time to grieve. And that anger, it's, it's covering up something that's actually more raw. I mean, the anger is, is, is easy. It's easy to express anger because it, you're too scared to underneath to express the real pain that's underneath there. And so if there is a lot of anger, it's just, it's just a sign that there's, a, there's work to be done and that's okay, but give yourself grace. Give yourself grace if you're struggling with these anniversary dates or that you're celebrating them and, and or not celebrating them, but dreading them. And, mm -hmm. and if you need to take your ring, whatever you need to do, everybody's journey is different. 
but just give yourself grace. There is no handbook. There is no guidebook, the perfect way to recovery. If you found it, burn it because that's <laughs> one person's perspective, right? Right. Well, I, I actually had a woman say to me, you know, Christian woman that like, how dare you take off your rings? Because mm. like you are like breaking the covenant and, you know, blah, blah, and I, a Christian woman and, you know, I went to the mat with it with God and that's what I needed to do. That was part of my process. And it, it number one did not pull me apart from my God. And it certainly ultimately gave space. You know, if somebody had told me that I had forgiveness is another thing, you guys, you know, which I know we're not on that topic, but um, you know, if you're, if your husband has said, um, we, you know, I, I'm sorry, I've done this thing and we forgive me. And you're in a church where they say, well, you have to forgive them. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think you have to go through a whole process with the Lord and with processing everything with grief, with reframing and the, the forgiveness is the fruit of that process. You know, it really is. And so, um, I couldn't forgive my husband for a really long time because Mm -hmm. I really struggled with God. Like, where was he during all this time? And how didn't I know? And I was a praying wife and mama, you know, how, how did I not know? Did God betray me by not revealing those things? And so all that had to be worked through and fought through and laid at the cross. Eventually I didn't do it physically. Like, like you've described Tiffany, which I think is a great tool, but um, this is all part of the process and all of those things were, I mean, I would, I would get triggered at church sometimes, you know? Yeah. When I thought about my husband with his hands in the air and yet, you know, his mind and heart, other places and stuff. So yeah. Whew, yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. And, and you know, I, I want to move in a different direction here just for a second, because Tiffany, this is just such an incredible opportunity for you to share some things that you have been doing with the kiddos as you process trauma. I mean, you're right in the middle of your storm and you have learned these fantastic tools. We've talked about them. There's things, some of them I've done, some of them I've started doing and and they're amazing. So Tiffany, do you mind? Because our kids go through it too. And so you were talking about, these are some things that you can do with your kids. Can, can you visit those for us, Tiffany? Absolutely. So everybody's going to tell you to process your trauma, process the trauma. And what does that really mean? So one of my therapists taught me that um, the first thing is, is deep, prolonged crying, sobbing. And as we're all talking, it's the grieving process. We're all grieving, but sometimes we're so stuck, whether it's the anger, the, the resentment, the bitterness, like whatever it is, you're so stuck that you can't even cry. So she said, it's so important to not let it settle in your cells that you actually will go get the chick flicks that will make you cry. Or if you want to involve the children, Hachi, it's an amazing movie. It has nothing to do with infidelity. It's all about loyalty and dogs, but your entire family will cry. So if your husband's there with you and you are grieving this, or if he's not, and you want to help the children process, that's an amazing movie to watch, to really get yourselves involved in crying and washing it out, like just cleansing your soul. Um, the second one is, um, laughter. So, um, the kids and I really have no problem coming up with ways to laugh usually at me. Um, and so they call me the dinosaur or, you know, the squishy belly and we all get laughing, but if it's something that's really hard because you're in the middle of this challenge, I love that by the way. And I think it opens opportunities to, you know, conquer that challenge. 
But um, if you're in the middle of this challenge and you need help with finding things to laugh about, Tim Hawkins is an amazing Christian um, comedian, which is really funny that those two things can go together. But trust me, you, your husband and your kids, everyone will be rolling talking about yoga pants and homeschool moms. So turn on some Tim Hawkins and just let that laughter flow. And then, you know, once one gets giggling and then the laughter just becomes contagious and goes on. This one, and I'll start doing it as soon as I say it. Um, when she told me this, I had to laugh because if I hear it or see it or say it, it's yawning. I had no idea that that is a trauma response. And she said that once you get it started, and again, it becomes contagious throughout the family, that it is releasing the trauma from your cells. Um, and so we have started doing it more often and we just say yawn and then we all get going yawning. Um, the next one is trembling. So when you are in that crying phase, the sobbing phase, um, sometimes we get to that place naturally, but sometimes we don't where our bodies will tense up and you will just start shaking and you're trembling. And she said, that is the, the best way to get it out of your bodies and to not hold that trauma from childhood or from whatever. Um, and if, if you are unable to get to that point, she said, work out really, really hard. Even if you work out now to, you know, up the ante and really stress your muscles and push that trauma out. Um, and then the fifth one, which is probably my family's favorite one is rage. And I don't mean that in like an anger way, but I had no idea this also was a trauma response, but just while you're sitting at a red light, if you're by yourself and you just want to scream, scream, get it out, vocalize it. Um, the children, I have always done this because I'm really, really loud and they like to challenge me to see if any of them can be louder. Um, so in this last most difficult situation, we were driving across the country by ourselves and we just will sit at a stoplight and scream, or we'll be driving down the country road and we'll see cows and we roll the windows down and scream, Hey cow. And whoever gets the most cows to turn wins. And that's something my husband taught me when we were dating. And again, had no idea that this was really pushing all this trauma out. And, you know, obviously the other one that we love to do because I have such a beautiful voice is to sing at the top of our lungs and the kids drown me out and keep turning it up louder and louder. But she said, I can't believe you do this with your children because you don't have to ask them, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are you, she said, let them be children. They know that this is a difficult time. Let them be children, but don't let this trauma, this childhood trauma that they're experiencing settle in do these five things, push it out and let them start healing. And she said, you don't even have to think about what your exact trauma is. You don't have to relive it. She said, your job is to just get it out of your system and let it go. No longer let it have power. So those are my five things that I unknowingly have been doing for years. Um, and now the children do it. So. Oh, I love that. Uh it's, it's really funny in the chat while you were talking, uh, some of the women were like, what was the name of that movie? Was it hockey? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hachi, H-A-T-C-H-I, I believe. And it's the most beautiful story of a loyal dog who it's, it's a true story too. So Hachi, um, yes. and it will get the whole, oh, there we go. Yep. They put it up. Very perfect. 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 Thank you. These are great, great, great tips. Um, Tiffany, I love it. And I think this is something we can all try. Uh, that yawning is contagious. They're actually showing that it is um, a sign of empathy. Interestingly enough, it's the most non uh, understood, misunderstood 
human behavior. Yawning just cracked me up. And there she goes. I just did that because I wanted to watch her yawn. Y'all, she's like the most <laughs> empathetic person in the world. That was actually mean of me, but I just wanted to talk about yawning to see if I could get her to do it. <laughs> and that's a sympathetic person right there. <laughs> I love you. I think that's awesome. So uh, ladies, there's, there is something that I think is important before we, we close out that I want to address. Um, your world's been shattered into a million pieces. All of our worlds have been shattered into a million pieces. And you may have heard this analogy, uh, if you've ever seen the Japanese art, uh, Kintsugi, uh, Kintsugi, and it means joining with gold. And what it is, is they have pottery. And it's pottery that's very valuable to the family, but when it gets broken, they don't have the heart to throw it away. So they take the pieces and they fill it with 14, 18, 24 karat gold like dust. So it actually becomes more valuable. So those broken pieces are put together and it creates something even more more lovely with the gold shining in it, right, Tiffany? And and it's it's just it's just this beautiful picture of how each one of us are more valuable after the brokenness. And we can get to a place where we blame ourselves or we come down on ourselves. We're like, oh, I'm not being the picture of grace. Oh, I'm not being a godly woman. Or, oh, uh, he wouldn't have done this if I had been sexier, younger, thinner, smarter. Ladies, those are all lies straight from the pit of hell. You are Kintsugi. You are beautiful. You are broken. But God is going to put those pieces together and in community, we can fill each other up with beautiful gold and you will be more valuable on the other end. So Tiffany, if you don't mind, you mentioned something else and, and I just thought it was so beautiful, that prayer to forgive yourself. What, what do you mean by that? Um, I'll probably start crying and I apologize, but um, as everybody has said that, you know, you get to that place of you know, what is wrong with me? Or how did I not know? Or how did this happen? And where was God? So something that I have, I think I found it literally on like a meme or somewhere. I don't even know where it came from. But since disclosure, every day, um, I say this prayer, and you guys can join me in it now. And I will find a way to get it out to everybody if you want it. Um, but it just says, um, you're gonna have to forgive that person inside of you. That was too trusting if you ever want to move on. The you that got taken advantage of, the you that still believed people always meant well. It's really easy to put all of that fault, all of that hurt, all of that pain on that part of yourself, to resent yourself, to hate yourself for how wrong you were about it. But that's the thing, my love, you weren't wrong. The ones who hurt you were. You were right to trust, to give the benefit of the doubt. It's the people who manipulated you exploited you, mistreated you. They were the ones who were wrong. Don't you dare hate yourself because of how cruel they were. Don't you dare hate yourself for the misdeeds of others. And then back to what Christina said, I always finish it with this quote. And this one is from Nikita Gill. And it says, show me the most damaged parts of your soul. And I will show you how it still shines like gold. Um, and the Kintsugi I love, love, love the Kintsugi. And I did a speech on it a couple of years ago, right before disclosure. Um, but what I have done since then is every part of my life, 
I find gold. And so whether it's my office supplies and everything is just gold. So when I'm feeling down, I see there's a little more gold that is in my story. And my most favorite find from Walmart just last night are gold clips that keep it all together. And Mm -hmm. so I write my notes, I put it all down on paper and I keep it all together with the gold. And those are little things that help me with all my triggers. (laughs) Oh, Tiffany, this has been just beautiful. I absolutely love it. Uh, We all will look for the gold. All of us will look for the gold, especially gold clips. That's going to be on my my list. I might snag some of yours. I bought some for you. (laughs) I might steal some. That's perfect. And the only other thing with that is, is for me, the, what I started doing, as you said, like for the healing, even right after disclosure was how could I be gold in someone else's story? So for me, I couldn't. Um, and, and I think someone asked, like, if, if you're not angry, are you wrong? No, I think there's probably a little bit of something wrong with me that I'm not more angry, but I, I didn't have anger towards Brian. I loved him more for telling the truth, but I wanted our story to, to start being gold in someone else's. So when I share our story, it's very important to me that I do it to honor him, to love him, even though we're in a very difficult time but in hopes that it's a gold in someone else's story, that someone heard something that can help repair one of their cracks. So figure out how you can be gold in someone else's story and, and start spreading the gold. I love it. Love it. Love it. And Susan, do you have any parting words? I'm so um, blessed by, by these specific skills that you have given us, Tiffany. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and the idea of looking, I've, I had heard the Kintsugi before, but not the application of finding like the gold and, and making all the office products and stuff. That's really a beautiful thing to put that constant reminder in front of you. What a, what a, a really tangible way to remind yourself of the promises of our father. So thank you so much for your sharing. And we just pray that your story unfolds in an amazing and beautiful way. It will, no matter what happens, it's God's, it's for his glory. And I just have to trust that. So, um, yeah, Yeah. we will. Absolutely. Ladies, I can't thank you enough for being here. I see a lot of people asking for that prayer. Um, uh, You will be getting a survey at the end of this call. So just share your email with me and let me know, you know, just right beside it that you'd like the prayer. Uh, We also, I also want to let you know, we're talking about triggers with the men too. And we're going to be giving them tangible steps they can take to come walk beside you. And we didn't get to get um, go there today. So I highly encourage you to watch the recording later. If you, uh, uh, once it's recorded, because the invitation is for just the men to join in for the meeting itself. So they have a safe place to pray for one another and where they're not triggered. But later I encourage you to watch the recording with your spouse or by yourself so you can get more steps on how he can step up and help you with your healing. Uh, I also wanted to let you know that um, in that survey that you're going to be getting, you're going to have an opportunity to give us a prayer request, and we want to pray for you. This is anonymous. We're not going to be sending you emails. We're not going to post it anywhere. No one's going to see it, but just type it out. Just let your heart just pour it out, and I will be praying over you. Tiffany will be praying over you. I'm going to bring him to her, and Susan, I'm going to share him with her. So the three of us, our eyes will be on it, and we will be praying for each one of you. So by all means, share your prayer request. And then the second question on that survey is just, um, 
are you interested in joining us? Uh, we're going to be doing a Saturday morning uh, prayer check-in and it's a sanctuary check-in and it's gonna be weekly because I'm hearing from you ladies, once a month is not enough and we need more. And this will be a place where it will be a meeting so you'll have your camera on if you'd like and we're gonna pray for one another. It's not structured, it's not, we're not having guest speakers like this, we're not teaching. It's a place where we come and we just pray. And we do what Job 42 says, 42.10 says, we pray for one another. And so if you can take that time of just a few minutes to check in at 10 o'clock a.m. on Saturdays, and you just check in, just say, I need prayers. I need my sister warriors to pray for me because I'm struggling with this. Or if you're feeling strong, check in so you can pray for your sister warriors who are not feeling like warriors in that moment and it's just going to be a safe place for us to grab prayers from one another everyone check in see how they're doing um it we won't have a, a bunch of time to share um i anticipate quite a few women on the call but um or on the meeting but it will be a place where you can just say i need some prayer and maybe just this is what i'm feeling right now because some people don't have a safe place to share those feelings. And so mm -hmm. Tiffany and I are going to be launching that uh, May 21st, a week from this Saturday. So if you're interested, please share your email uh, and in your name, and, uh, and we'll be uh, sure to get you an invite so you can join us. And we're going to try it out for six weeks to see how it goes, and then we'll go from there. So uh, we've had a question several times, Christina. Um, yes. Everyone wants to know the exact name of the Facebook group the Facebook group. Oh, that, that is, yes. Soul Refiner Facebook. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tiffany. Mm -hmm. You go to the Soul Refiner Facebook page and we'll be um, putting the videos there and you'll be able to see um, the mission brief as well uh, that we'll be launching for the men at one o'clock today. Will, will the Saturday morning be Eastern Standard Time? We have somebody from Australia. Yes, thank you. It's, all our times are Eastern. Um, I apologize. I know that's that's really hard, but as of right now, uh, our team is very small. We're just a very small group here, but as we grow, we'll be able to expand and be able to make better times for the West Coasters and people in different um, places, but we're at least getting it to the weekends because I know a lot of women work. Uh, so at least we have something um, on the weekends. That's That's our first step, but ladies just pray that our team can grow so we can accommodate more of you and, and give you times that are a little bit uh, easier. So great questions. Were there any other ones, Susan, that you see? Yes. Um, <clears throat> someone has asked if the Facebook, if Facebook is how the um, Saturday morning is going to be, or is it going to be through Zoom because they don't have Facebook? Thank you. It is. It will not be through Facebook. It will be through Zoom. So you'll get an Airtable invite right after this. And when you um, fill in the Airtable, just your name and your email, I will send you a Zoom link next week uh, during the week, and you'll get that link. And if you don't, uh, be sure to reach out to me at christina.d at soulrefiner.com, and I'll personally make sure you get that link so that we can all, all uh, connect. One more important question. Um, some people have asked if they are on this webinar, will they be invited to future ones automatically? Is there anything they need to opt into or anything like that? Yes, by all means, reach out to me. Again, that's christina.d at soulrefiner.com and I'll make sure you're on uh, a special mailing list that I make sure that women get those invites every, every week. And just one more thing about that prayer check-in, that's not recorded. 
Ladies, that is private. It is special. It, you can have your face on there. Um, it's a safe place. We're not recording it. We're not sharing it on Facebook. This is just a safe place for you to speak, for you to open up your mic and your camera, and for you to ask for prayers. This is nothing that we're advertising. This is nothing that we're going to be you know, putting online. It is just a safe, safe place for you. Any other questions? Mm -hmm. I was just going to um, add, if you can't be there, please send us your prayer requests anyway, and we will be praying over you. So we understand we can't yes. hit everybody time-wise, but we can certainly pray whether you're there or not. Yes. Um, several people have asked about men's getting the men's recordings and um, y'all have now posted that you can also get them not just in Facebook, but also on YouTube and several other places. Correct. Because Facebook can be a trigger for men and my husband doesn't have an account. Many of your husbands probably don't either. He does not. Yes. We respect that. Um, completely respect that. So yes, um, we'll put in the chat box other ways uh, that it can be seen. Um, I believe it's on YouTube. It's on Apple, we have it on a, a few podcasts. So uh, if you Spotify. ever struggle finding, yeah. yes, if you ever struggle finding a link, email me and I'll personally send you the link because I want to make sure you get what you need for your healing. Christina, can the ladies communicate on the Soul Refiner um, Facebook page? Do they have the ability to communicate together? We haven't been doing that and uh, it might let, let's work through that. I think that's a great, we need to set something up. We might do something like from the ashes, a safe place for women because the soul refiner, there's a lot of men on there too. So that's a great question. Just give me a chance to work on that and I'll create a safe place where we can all hang out and just encourage one another, but that might be a different site. Um, so that'll be something we can address next month. So thank you so for that. Stay posted, you guys, because that's a stay question posted. that's coming up. Yeah, yeah that's so a very stay good Stay posted, question. and Christina will let you know as that is developed. So right now, Soul Refiner is not a communication portal. It's more of a, a release at the very, yeah. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Any other questions? I don't see any more. What is from the ashes? It's going to be some kind of a Facebook group that actually can have um, secure interactions for women to feel safe together. Right, right. right. From the ashes is the program we're uh, going to be launching. We don't have an exact date yet, but it's going to be a program like Conquer Series and Warpath for Men. From the ashes is for the women, and they've made a movie uh, that they're going to release. But they, even more importantly to me, they have a study, and and it's going to be several weeks long where you get together in community with other women and you go through this recovery journey together. So that's why I love getting plugged in with you now, because I'm telling you right now, I see future leaders here and we're going to need people to be able to, to teach this and to bring this to your churches, bring this out to your communities. You're going to be the first ones that get to go through it because we're connected right now. And so I hate to use the word guinea pigs. That sounds horrible, but, but you will. You'll be, you guys will be the first ones. So just stay in touch, stay in this community, keep coming to Sanctuary because we would love, love, love for you to do From the Ashes with us. All right, ladies. The women are saying they need it, they want yes. it, so. I love it. Well, Susan, do you mind um, closing us out in some prayer and just praying over these beautiful, precious ladies that have joined us here today? I'm happy to, Father. Whew, I just feel like um, you have been so present and you've given us so much um, beautiful 
both both your word and and ideas and actual tangible things we can do and ways we can reframe through seeing we can seek that gold and see the gold and father we just thank you we thank you that you are a god of possible you're a god of hope you're a god of vision and future and and we just um, all commit to hang on to that lord and to seek your face and to seek your healing and Father, right now, ahead of where anyone is, I just praise you for the work you're doing in every one of our lives. I praise you for, for this, this group, this team of people, for Tiffany's wise words, for Christina's great leadership, Father. I just praise you for all of this and ask you to send us out to face the next moment, the next breath, the next day with hope and vision and give all this to you in the name of your awesome son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 And, and, uh, Sweet Tiffany, I just want to send you off with a blessing. Lord, protect this woman. Help this day be a day where you just take back ground and that Satan can take no more. In Jesus' name, you, can, you cannot have any more. Uh, you are a bold woman. You are a courageous woman. And I just, uh, I just ask God to bless you, bless your children, bless your husband as you each choose healing and recovery. We love you, girl. We love you. And we thank you for coming here today, uh, overcoming all those obstacles to be here. Ladies, isn't she just amazing? So just <laughs> a shout out to my sweet sister. Oh, we love you. Now I want to just come and hug you. <laughs> Hey, Christina, <laughs> Christina, people are asking if we will please post the five things that um, that Tiffany went over on the Soul Refiner site yes. on the Facebook page or email it out to everyone. All right. I will put so, together um, an email that will have the prayer and and if if that is OK and the prayer mm -hmm. as well as those and those steps. And Tiffany and I can create that and we'll get that out to you um, early next week. So if you can just be patient, we'll work on that this weekend and we'll get it out to everyone. One other thing, several women have requested ways they can get their men and their husbands involved. And I had asked them to email you, but you might put however they can reach that also, you know, yes. get the husbands involved. Absolutely. I highly encourage you to reach out, have them reach out to my husband. We work side by side and he can help them um, look to see what the next steps are for their recovery because there's so much they can do and there's so much they can invite you to do with them. Uh, one of the things that we did, Lamar and I watched Conquer series together. And, and Susan, you were there. We, were, we actually watched it um, together. The women watched it, the men watched it, and then we came together and talked about it. That was so instrumental to my healing, so instrumental to my healing. I'm encouraging every woman to go through the Conquer series before From the Ashes is even launched that they get in small groups and if they don't feel safe doing it with their husbands to grab a group of women, maybe from here, maybe from our Saturday morning, and just grab a group of women to go through Conquer Series with, because it is incredibly powerful. And then there's the next step, which is Warpath. And Warpath is a Conquer Series on steroids. It's taking it to the next level. It's helping men uh, make sure that they um, help you with your recovery. Ladies, this is important. Dr. Wise teaches the men what they need to do to help you with your recovery. And it teaches them what to do to prevent relapse. And I know that word is super scary, but it's essential for men to have steps in place so they don't wake up falling off the edge of the cliff. Um, so it's, it's extremely powerful. So yes, there are incredible tools for your husbands. And just reach out to my husband. His uh, email is lamar.d at soulrefiner.com. And he'll walk them through and just kind of talk with them and look at what that next step is for them. So 
I'm really, really proud of you ladies. Great, great questions. We just love you for showing up here. Love you for encouraging one another. Love you for participating and love you for being vulnerable. So uh, keep going out and just uh, know you are loved and know that this is a safe place and we just look forward to continuing to link arms with you. Go find that gold. Look for the gold. Look to see. Go where be you, that gold. Go be, be that, that gold. gold. Go be that Can't gold. Find it, be it. <laughs> yeah. Look for it and then be it and fill in the cracks for somebody else that's hurting. We love you, ladies. God bless y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you, Tiffany. Love you both. Love you love both. You too. Thank Bye. you all. Bye. Bye. -bye.